Welcome to the Kosafa Show with Mark Gleason and Nick Said. Welcome to this 21st episode of the Kosafa Show, where we hear from the new coach of Bafana Bafana, Hugo Bruce, who has promised to restore the glory days to a side traditionally seen as one of the giants of the continent, but who've been starved of success for a number of years. We will also chat to the new CEO of the Botswana Football Association, Khaobane Taylor, who is the first woman to fill the role in what is an historic appointment. She comes with plenty of experience from the corporate role and will relay her vision for the future. But first, we discover the plans of Hugo Bruce, who won the Africa Cup of Nations with Cameroon in 2017 and who is looking to repeat that feat with South Africa, although he'll have to wait until 2023 with the team having failed to qualify for the next finals. He was speaking to the media in Johannesburg this week. And we'll be here in, uh, in South Africa till the 24th of May. Why? You know, we are living in uh, the world of COVID. And I get already much the first vaccination in Belgium. And I will have the second one in June, beginning of June, 4th of June. And I think and I hope that you understand that I will go back to Belgium to receive my second vaccination. So I will be protected. And also when I see what will happen in the next months, we will have to travel a lot. So I don't want to be sick, not for myself, but also for South Africa. If you have a coach who will have COVID and it will be one month out, or in the worst case, he will not even be here anymore in this world. So I think you understand me that I want to go back to Belgium to receive my second uh, vaccination. It's very important for me. So what will happen then with the games we will play in June? They will be done by my assistants. So there will be a Belgium assistant. I will talk uh, about him a little bit later. Uh, that will be done by the South African assistant. I will talk to him with, uh, from him a little bit later too. Um, what will I do? Surely I will monitoring the games in June. That is for sure. I will I will analyze them because this is very important, and I will discuss it with my assistants from Belgium. I don't need really to be here for those games because I have confidence in my assistants and they will do it very well. I also analyze the games of the league here and it's a little bit of pity that we are at the end of the competition. I think there are only three or four games but even those games I will try to monitoring um, and see and and, um, and know the, the players who are playing here because it will be very important in the future. Maybe there are some players who will be ready to come with Bafana Bafana. So therefore, it's very important um, that we are making or that we are looking at their games and maybe we find uh, some new players. Um, also in July, there is uh, the Olympic Games. Um, they asked me, coach, will you do that? I said, no, I will not do that. Why? I need to have respect for the coach who qualified the U23 for um, for Japan. I will not come now and put him out and say, I will do it. I have confidence with him. I will have a meeting in the next days with him. We will discuss about it. But he is the coach of the Olympic game, of the Olympic uh, uh, team, of the U23. So I think he needs to respect to coach him also in Japan. And I will be monitoring the games. There will be no problem. I will be in contact with him. But he will stay the coach. He will be the coach of, those, of this team. And I think I have to respect that. That's why I will not 
coaching the Olympic uh, team, the U23, but it will be the coach coach of the Olympic game, of the Olympic uh, uh, team, of the U23. So I think he needs to respect the coach also in Japan. And I will be monitoring the games. There will be no problem. I will be in contact with him, but he will stay the coach. He will be the coach of, those, of this team. And I think I have to respect that. That's why I will not coaching the Olympic uh, team, the U23, but it will be the coach of, uh, of, that, uh, of that team. Why I wanted absolutely a South African coach. You know, he will be the one who will be a great help to me in the first weeks, the first months, because he knows African football. He knows African players. He knows the culture. He will help me a lot. Even when I have the experience of Africa with Cameroon, this is a different country with different things, with different culture also. So he will help me a lot. And that's why next to my Belgian coach, assistant coach, I needed, I needed um, a South African coach. I will also put my experience to him because there is something like Chan or Kosova or Mandela Cup. He will, he will coach that. But I will put my experience. So I think there will be a good connection between Bafana Bafana and the other teams. Teams who will play in Shan, who will play in the other competitions. But not only that, there will be connection with other coaches too. My U24, U23, U21, U, I think it's very important to have a global um, um, view on what happens beneath Bafana Bafana. And it will be important also for the future that I follow in that and that I can choose and I can decide this is the player for Bafana Bafana. Um, my Belgian assistant is not here for the moment because he's still working in Cyprus. He plays with his team uh, next Sunday, the cup final. So and afterwards he will come uh, to South Africa and he will be here to coach together with the um, uh, South African assistant coach to coach those two games in June. We are looking for opponents. So we will see which teams of country, which countries we will play uh, them. Um, his name is Che Doyanevsky. You will tell me, coach, this is not a Belgian name. And <laughs> you are right. So he's from Macedonia, but he's living already, I think, 25 years, 30 years in Belgium. He was a player before. He played in Bruges in, uh, in Belgium. He was married with a Belgian. So he's Belgium. He, he talks English. He talks French. He talks uh, uh, Dutch. So there will be no problem for languages. There will be no problem for experience. He was coached from Bruges. I think now, uh, nearly 20 years ago, he won the cup with Bruges. He was a uh, coach in Greece. He was uh, the coach of the national team of Macedonia. So I think um, he's an experienced coach. And uh, I have to say, I have to be honest, he's a friend of mine. So the working together will be 100%. I know him a very long time and I'm very happy um, that um, the committee agreed that I uh, bring this Belgian coach with me. I think he will arrive at the end of uh, next week. About the uh, South African assistant, 
Um, I'm discussing now, I'm analyzing now with the committee who will be. So I can't tell you who, but it will be in the next days. I think it will be will be a declaration of uh, who will be the South African uh, uh, coach. And again, again, it will be important. And when you're talking about, and it's the same for the Belgian coach, when you're talking about an assistant coach, the accent is on coach, not assistant. It's not like the old-fashioned assistant coach who is putting the cones and the lines and everything on the field, and then the head coach is coming and he's giving training. How we not giving much training? Because I think the most important thing when you have training is observing what's happening on training. So they will have to work. There will not be someone who is there and who will have no responsibility. No, they are coaches. And that's why it's so important that when you choose one, that you make the right choice. So we made already the choice because the committee has confidence in me about Chedri But about the South African coach, I think we have to negotiate, we have to discuss and we have to take the right decision. New Bafana Bafana coach Bruce was then asked about the reaction to his appointment and whether he was in the job for the long haul. Um, you know, when I came in uh, in Cameroon, uh, everybody was telling me, ha, coach, you've never been a coach in Africa. You don't have an African experience. I have to deal with 23 million coaches because there are 23 million habitants in, in Cameroon. So what I have to say, or what I want to say with that is that I have the experience to be under pressure. I know, I know this country um, is looking forward to success. And I'm not afraid of that. I know they will be uh, criticizing me. This is the job of a coach. I have the experience with that. So I'm not afraid of that. And I'm not coming here uh, to have a retirement check um, and then go back to my country and uh, with no success. And I'm not like that. If you look at my CV, um, it's a CV, plenty of successes because I want success. I want to win. I'm very angry and I'm very disappointed when I lose. I don't want to lose. I don't want that. But I know, and you have to know, that it's not only me. I have to build a team around me. A team who's looking at the same direction and who's knowing that there is only one thing, one thing important, and that's the team. So not the individual, no, the team. We have to create here a team and it's, technical, it's medical, it's mentally, it's whatever, but we have to create a team and this team has to um, has to try to try to have success in the next months, years. So this is my first thing to do here and I'm not afraid and it, it will be even next week or the week after when I, I will make the selection for the two games in June, I know that there will some journalist or whatever who will not agree with the, the choices I make. I know that. So I know what will come. I know what will come when we lose. I'm not 25 years old, so I have a, a big experience. But I know also that when you work a lot, that there will be success. If everyone works a lot, and this is something I want to install in Bafana Bafana, not only me, my assistants, medical staff, logistics, whatever, but also those guys here in this building. We need to work to one goal, and this is results, victories. What about uh, the local players, Ivo? Hey, you asked uh, 
um, we will monitoring the games of the local um, competition. And I said it in the beginning, it's a little bit, it's a pity that the league is already so far because it's not many time to do many things. But also next um, uh, competition. So I will be back here end of July. And uh, normally competition starts beginning of August. I will be there. Um, even when I, I can't be in the stadium, there is television. You can watch the games. Uh, you can watch the games. Uh, you can ask uh, the games to st- and watch them on computer. So we will make work of it. We will make work of it. Because there, there will be other players who will be as good as some players who are now in the in the Bafana Bafana. So we will have to look not only here in this competition, but also in Europe. Hey, I get a list here from players who are playing in Europe. Hey, who I think will who had never been here with Bafana Bafana, but who will be good players. I did the same in Cameroon. I took players who were never with the national team. And we became uh, winner of Afghan eh? because we had a team and maybe there are good players here in the national competition so uh, I'm not afraid together with my assistants because I can't see all games but with my assistants we will be a good team to uh, to look for uh, those games and to, to see that there are still other players who, um, who will be uh, Bafana Bafana Bruce was also asked about his personal targets and whether it is realistic for the side to qualify for the 2022 World Cup in Qatar we we will do everything. And when I tell you everything, it's everything to be qualified for World Cup next year. But you have to be realistic also. It's not an easy group. You have Ghana again, and then you have two teams, two countries, Zimbabwe and Ethiopia, who are dangerous countries. It's not top level in Africa, but it's tough. And the other side, as I said already before, we'll try to rebuild a successful team. And you know, when you're rebuilding, there are always moments of weakness. So it can happen, it can happen that we are not qualified for the World Cup. It has to be not a disappointment if we are not, because it can happen. But it has not to be a blame. So don't be angry if we are not qualified for the World Cup. But in 23 years after, if we are not qualified for that, you can kill me. Because this is something I want. We will, again, doing everything to be qualified for World Cup. Who don't want to go to the World Cup? Only crazy people. But okay, it will be tough. But after 23, this is uh, something we need. We need to be qualified. If we don't, it will be blame on me in that moment. And if we succeed that, Afghan, then I think we are on a good way. And then 26... World Cup has to be also a must. This is between Afghan 23 and 26, we have still other Afghans. We can't accept then that we don't be qualified for those. So if I um, have to, if I can can tell you Afghan 23, Afghan was then 24, yes, 25 and World Cup 26. This is, this, those are the tournaments where South Africa has to be, has to be. So that has to be our goal. But again, and I repeat, we will do everything. It will be tough, but in football, you never know. You know what people said in Cameroon when we went to Gabon? What are they going to do there with that team? And we won it. Not because we were lucky, but because we built a team. So if this process is going quickly, it can be possible that we are in Qatar next year. But again, we will see. 
And that's why I ask you again, be patient with that. Don't starting putting everything down when the result is not good. It will be the process the next weeks, the next months. We will, be, we will have sometimes a disappointment, but in disappointments, you can progress. And that's what we are trying to do. And again, let's hope that at the end of November, we are here with champagne and singing. We are going to Qatar. Carbone Taylor took up the reins as the Botswana Football Association CEO in April and admits there is plenty of work to do to change the culture and the fortunes of the organization. She spoke to us about her experience and plans for the future. First of all, uh, congratulations on your appointment. Um, if you could just tell us a little bit more about your background. I know you come uh, with extensive experience from the corporate world. Um, thanks thanks for giving me this opportunity to speak with you today. My background really started in telecommunication on the wholesale part of, of the business, uh, where I was dealing mainly with inter-operator relationships that uh, the corporation had with lo- local as well as international service providers. I grew into that role um, to end up being a roaming manager and when the uh, the operation opened a mobile section of the business and grew again into that role when it was now being merged to mix to to combine the fixed and mobile business side of the business. And I did a lot more now dealing with uh, commercial contracts relating to roaming as well as interconnect. Um, over time, I then moved into broadcasting where I worked for a company, Econet Media, which was trying to set up a pay a pay TV and a free to air channel in in Botswana. I think they were spreading across across Africa. Actually, so Botswana was one of those uh, markets that Econet Media entered. I was the country manager, the responsible primarily for promotion and PR of the brand, as well as the content on on the Econet Media platforms. Um, I, I did that job for about two and a half years, but unfortunately, the business wound down, and uh, we had to. I think it's now at liquidation as as we speak. So. For me, really, I see myself as a sort of commercially driven person. I, I always seek opportunities that touch on commercial uh, roles and responsibilities in that um, my experience with Econet Media as well as with, with, with Bozona Telecommunications has helped me to sort of uh, grow my skills in managing relationships, in putting together negotiations principles, in putting together uh, commercial contracts that we will then use to manage those relationships in terms of generating value for the for the businesses. So when I looked at the BFA, really, the opportunity was that to some extent, uh, and say for the fact that BFA is more on a, um, one is an association, it's not a corporate like where I've been, but the need for, for the function, I think they are more or less the same with what I have done and the skills that I have been able to, to obtain in my career in that Botswana football, as well as any football across the world is, is looking to commercialize. Um, it's looking to apply best practice of running, of of operating the FAs. And having had that exposure helped me quite a lot to say that, you know, I think I can be able to support the BFA and its vision of being an organization of excellence and of uh, commercializing the business of football. Yeah, and and in many ways, you're a a pioneer as the first woman to hold this position at the BFA. I think I'm correcting saying that. Are you kind of hopeful that this will open doors for others? I'm hopeful that it will open doors for others because I think traditionally we look at football especially 
as a, a, as a sport for men. But you can see that a lot has been done to even try and bring on board the, the women in terms of uh, promoting the football for women. So I'm hoping that, you know, people start to look at football differently and know that uh, we can have women also playing a role uh, in the development and promotion of football. This may be a little unfair of a question because I think you've only been in the role about a month or so, but what, what have you identified as your sort of key short-term goals over the next, uh, say, six to 12 months? Um, you know, it's been a month, but it feels like it's been more than a month because I have been I've been able to interact with my team, uh, first with the senior managers and then with uh, the entire team at BFA. I was able to also interact with um, some of the players, like the women's football and the coaches, that the players as well as the coaches of the women's football. And I'm still on that journey to try and engage with all the stakeholders with the intention of identifying issues, challenges and opportunities on opportunities for growth, because this is where my plan, what is going to uh, be built into my plan for the year and for possibly for the entire period while I'll be here. But um, I have been able to do quite a lot in that. Uh, I shared my, I discussed my uh, 100-day plan with, with with the president of BFA, Mr. Martin Mishriti, and he's been, he has okayed it in that. The first focus for me is going to be on the people aspect, the people management aspect of the, of, of the FA, because for us to execute any strategy that we're going to come up with, the people People need to ha- to be involved. They need to have their buy-in and their energies and motivation to want to uh, take on the challenges that I'll be uh, putting together for us to to tackle. So I would like to. My, I'm working a lot more on on addressing the people issues, be it uh, staff welfare, be it just even motivation. Like last week, we started some counseling, sort of not group therapy. Let me put it that way, where it's generally just to you know we are going through change as as an association, and it's it's. it's it's just to, to bring along the team to know that, yes, there's change coming. You've got a new leader and there's so much else that is going to be coming. The culture is going to come uh, to change over time. So it's just to go through that mental readiness as, 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 as the workers of the BFA. And obviously then the other growth areas that I'm already starting to work on is building the reputation of the association so that uh, in the short term, we can, on the medium term, we can be able to start driving revenue uh, generating activities. So for me, working on a, a building the trust and the motivation of the team is quite important for me to ensure that uh, we can be able to support the long-term plan. Of course, it's an issue the world over, but COVID-19 has had a massive impact on the corporate world. It's had a massive impact on football. Where is BFA with, with dealing with that at the moment? Um, BFA has done quite a lot uh, in terms of getting ready to return to play. Um, for, uh, uh, this is something I think that I started about um, a, a year ago, maybe I think as soon as you know COVID, the reality was that COVID was impacting on businesses. Uh, BFA started on that work to put together a plan of say, uh, returning safely to play, and we're able to present this uh, to our to our stakeholders last week, where you know we want to put uh, we have put down guidelines of how we will ensure the safety of the players and later on when it's opened for uh, the the audiences, how we're going to ensure the safety of the audiences uh, in our stadiums. So there's quite a lot that's been done. Uh, what we do even now when our teams are in camp because we've been uh, having camp and having uh, participating in some of the uh, on some of the competitions that have been out there. So what we do is we test our teams whenever they're in camp. In camp. We create that bubble where they can be, uh, they can be able to uh, 
live within for the duration of the camp to minimize the impact of uh, of the of the of COVID. And I can say that um, I think about um, last month actually, our women's football was in South Africa, and uh, because of that program of making sure that we create a bubble in the camp, we're able to quickly. We had I think a few cases where some of our players came out positive, but we're able to quickly isolate and still proceed with uh, playing for playing on that on that uh, on that friendly that we had with South Africa. It's going to be a, a busy second half of the year, we hope, for Kasafa uh, with uh, tournaments in the under-17, under-20, uh, senior tournaments across both genders, as well as new tournaments such as futsal and, and beach soccer. Obviously, we have to see, uh, COVID willing, how things roll out. But should we expect to hopefully see Botswana national teams competing heavily across as many tournaments as possible? Yes, it is It is really our in our interest to try and have all of our teams participating in any and every competition that comes along. And um, whenever whenever um, an opportunity comes comes up, we quickly address it to ensure that we can partake in that. You'll see that we have been able to get our women into the, the championship that is coming in, um, which is planned for June or August. And we are in the process of considering uh, hosting that, that competition here. Hopefully we'll be given the green light by, by our parent ministry because we need to work with the government. But um, they, they really, the, the intention for us is to get our players out there, give them, give them as much exposure in terms of participating in competitions as well as in terms of also participating in as many friendlies so that they can be continue to absolutely to um, grow their skill. Yeah, just just lastly from for me, uh, you know, I know Botswana has been a fabulous host to Kasafa tournaments uh, over many years, and it's always a wonderful mm-hmm. country to visit. I do understand that there are talks around that Women's Champions League potentially being hosted in Botswana. Just what would that mean for you as an association to to host this historic inaugural competition? It means a lot. Let me say first for me to be uh, within my first year hosting such a tournament, I think it will be very big for BFA. Uh, it will it will also help us to improve our image and uh, and our reputation as an association that's capable of handling uh, competitions of that magnitude and even bigger ones when they come. So it, it's something that we, we are really working hard to try and build on that legacy that we know we will be able to leave behind. That's it for another episode of the Kasafa Show, the postponement of the start of the group stages of the World Cup qualifiers to September has given Hugo Bruce and the other coaches in the Kasafa region extra time to prepare for what will be a helter-skelter race to the World Cup finals in Qatar. We'll be tracking their progress in the coming months as we also look forward to the Kasafa Cup in July. Don't forget you can listen to more of our podcasts on Sokoladuma Radio, Kasafa.tv, Spotify, and iTunes. And you can also get the latest news via our website at www.kasafa.com and on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Goodbye.